Okay, we're back again. Back to make a, another great 20 minutes of dribble. Hello. Uh, the, the wife's back on the mic. We're trying to get something done while the kiddos aren't here. Mom and dad and us to the nth degree. But we're going to go over some of our recent excursions and how that whole extravaganza even got started. Many, many moons ago when I met my wife again, uh, in college, she was doing, um, I don't know, photography wasn't your major. It was just part of your... It was originally what I was going for because uh, I got it, accepted to the Art Institute. But the dance was like... Kind of like to fill in the electives. Okay, so you would do, the dance wasn't your major. No, but it became my minor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. I'm just making sure. But so she was doing photography like... Uh, like, no, no, this was back many, 20 years ago. So this would have been film, uh, dark rooms, red, la uh, red lamps, you know, chemicals, actual development of film on paper, uh, like legit photography back in the day. And she was learning how to, you know, do photography and, you know, and so my wife's been doing photography for a minute already. But we were, um, you know, so she's always had a, a hand in the pot, if you will, on photography. And she's always been um, somewhat uh, artistically inclined. So photography's been around for a while. It just hasn't been, um, I would say, it's not been your, your major focus until recently. Uh, focus being the pun there. But you did, uh, so I'm trying to just go, you were... You did it in college, and then you worked at that Glamour Shots. It started actually in high school. It was a student workshop pro like program where I would get credit in my senior year of high school, and I worked at Sears Portrait Studio. That's where it started. Okay. And I think that's where the seed was planted. And I used to like stomp around with my dad's old Pentax, but this was back in the day before digital. Um, I'm older than the internet, so basically digital kind of came along later. So it was harder to shoot and to be able to pay for your processing to see what you got. So Sears Portrait Studio, then Glamour Shots, then college learning. Was, With several small studios. Yeah, then some other like local studios peppered in. Um, and then we also did some... You were behind the camera, in front of the camera. There was, like, a lot of just, like, it wasn't, like, we still had jobs. It was never, like, I mean, well, no, you kind of got paid for a little bit with, uh, like, when you were working downtown. Yeah. I forget what her name was. But the, uh, so you, it wasn't, like, I just don't want to say that, like, we've been doing photography for 20 years because we haven't. Uh, we did it for a while when we were younger, but then we had kids, and then you went to college to become a vet tech, and, and our life kind of separated uh, from photography, but we always, we did our own family photos for the longest time. We just had a, a cheapo DSLR, um, that we took our family photos with. Um, and then, I mean, I guess the only time we haven't done our own photos was our wedding. We paid somebody to do those. And that was the person that I worked with. But yeah, they're, um, but we've always done our own photos. So it's been kind of like a hobby. Um, but we had this cheap, the, the, it was a Nikon, a D3200 that I got from like Sam's Club or Costco. And it was like a kit lens, had two kit lenses. It uh, wasn't anything fancy. But, and we were using that 
for, like I said, mostly family photos. And then once we got up to the PNW, uh, Pacific Northwest, um, I'm grinning I'm trying to think, I no. know. I'm trying to think where did the seed, okay. where did that I seed can tell come you, from? I can tell you exactly where the seed came from. So I took a hiatus, uh, during COVID, uh, cause I, the last thing that I ever did was a wedding and it was God awful lighting. It was the worst setup, black ceiling, nothing to bounce light off of, um, and I just got tired, like the senior shoots that I was doing, like nobody was ever happy with how they looked. And I can't fix that. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I can't fix who you are and you have to just learn to love that. But anyways, I got really tired of people and I branched into wanting to do more landscapes. And so like we would do vacations and I would do some landscape photography. Um, I'm thinking of you know, when we went to San Diego and I was under the pier doing the shots and that was very like therapeutic and relaxing. And I would rather hear, Hey, I don't like that rather than can you fix my double chin for like the 80th time in 50 something pictures. So it was just very, I had more creativity and I had less, you know, I don't know, damage control to do for people who didn't like who they were. So I got up to Washington and it really happened because I, I love orcas. I will cry if you show me a lemur or an orca. And I got to see them in person for the first time after months of trying to find out how to get in front of them and where they would be and taking chances of, are they going to go this way or this way? And I had our old Nikon D3200 and they passed by and I had a, it's like a 17 to 200 millimeter lens and it was the most pitiful lens. I did not get the reach. And I remember seeing them go by and I was taking pictures just knowing that there's no way that these are going to be good because they are so far away. And I had some people at the time that allowed me to look through their cameras with these massive lenses. And being that I had done this for so long, I just felt like I can do that too if I just had the equipment. Um, I have the training, I have the college courses. And now with the digital world, it's easier to shoot and see what you got rather than paying for a picture that doesn't necessarily turn out well because cost was huge back in the day. Um, so I came home. I think you remember I cried for like 20 minutes because it was so magical. And I asked you if I could go to Seattle and get my dream camera. And I did. That's where the seed definitely took place. Sounds like that seed's been in there for a minute longer. I th I just don't remember. How did you first get in the... Photography world? No, no, no. Uh, what were you... Where did you get on the orca kick? Like, how did you first hear about... the? Was it like an orca page or... So, you remember when we went to San Diego. And the one thing I wanted to see was orcas. And... I know I know more now, so for those of you who don't like the whole SeaWorld thing, I am more educated now, and I understand now why it is better to see them in their own environment. But I will never judge if you go to SeaWorld, blah, blah, blah. Just putting that out there. But we went to SeaWorld, and we did a – it was like a family pass. And I just remember seeing them for the first time, and just I got very teary-eyed. And just seeing these magnific magnificent, beautiful creatures for the first time – I think it was 35, maybe 34. And just going, you know, a third of the way through your life and seeing these beautiful creatures. 
that's where the orca thing started. No, but where up here? When? Oh, you- so I, my friends, okay, so I had a friend that lived in Colorado who watched me every time I would post pictures of the orcas, and he was actually here in the Pacific Northwest. He moved from Colorado to the PNW, and he was the one that said, you have to see him in the wild. It is unlike anything you have ever seen, and he was so right. So wait a second. He saw your pictures from SeaWorld? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, because you remember when we were in San Diego, that's all I would do. Yes. I would I would just go see the orcas, and I could stare at them for hours. Yeah, we had yeah. season pass. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, but then what, then you found like a Facebook page or some like, how did you first learn to scout so, the locations? I'm going to keep my, my instructions kind of under wrap, but there are... Um, community pages on Facebook that help you to, you know, find where they are. So there's a couple major ones more reputable than others. And they will be like, orcas are spotted going northbound through, I don't know, the possession triangle, or they are spotted going southbound through Colvo's passage. And the key for me to finding them, you have to get in front of them. And it's a lot of waiting, but they're the pages that really help. And then you'll have multiple people that'll go down and scout. And then they'll be like, oh, they're heading this direction. And it helps to guide those who are trying to get down to see them to get to a better position, if that makes sense. Okay, so you find this page, you mm-hmm. go see orcas for the first time. Yes. You poop your pants, and you're like, I've, Couple got, times. I've got to, I've got to, uh, this is my new obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, and then glaciers, well, you just Google glaciers? Like, how did you? No, there's a couple of photographers that I had been talking to who gave me reputable camera stores, and that was one of them. Okay, so you come home, you tell me about glaciers, mm-hmm. you said... Let's make bad adult decisions. Yes. And I'm an enabler. So I was like, go big or go home. (laughs) Well, we didn't the first time, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because then we really went stupid the second time. Um, But so we went there. (laughs) We went there. We bought. um, So I'll I'll take uh, it from here real quick. I got a Nikon D750. And it was still a, um, a, it wasn't a mirrorless camera. So it still was a DSLR. And it was an older camera body. And then I got like the massive 150 to 600 millimeter telephoto lens and it's the sport. So the glass is better, but it is heavy. It is wicked heavy. And I stomped around with that camera for probably about two months and I realized this is not doing what I need it to do. So then I said, I think I did a bad thing. I think I want to try and sell this, recoup our losses and go for like the top of the line camera. So we went back, we got the top of the line camera uh, from Canon, I'm shooting with an R5, and then knowing what I knew about the sport lens being so heavy, I went the same lens, but the contemporary, which is much lighter, because a lot of what I do is handheld, and this camera is really heavy, so when you're panning with birds or having to hold it for long periods of time, it's, it's really difficult. So I ended up selling my Nikon gear, switched to Canon just because I think it's better. And we weren't really far invested in Nikon. So we actually recouped almost everything. Um, so I figured that I rented the camera for as long as I had it. And we sold the 3200. Yep. We sold all the Nikon stuff. Yep. Just because it's not compatible. Honestly, it's been the best thing ever. Uh, and when we, 
I mean, I'm not trying to poo-poo you too bad, but it's just that, like, we had the Nikon 3200, so we were trying to stay within the Nikon house because all the lenses would be interchangeable. But was it just the lack of focus or, like, the... That, why did you decide to jump ship? Because the, the lack of focus, um, definitely the lack of focus. It was really frustrating when I would have a very steady hand or I would use my elbow on my knee as kind of like a stabilizer, kind of like a human tripod, if you will. And you would get the photos up and they would still be blurry. And there was no reason for that at the shutter speeds that I was shooting at. So um, I was really frustrated and decided to go with uh, Canon. And because the wait for the newest Nikon was months, we decided to go with Canon. Yeah, it because was a, Wasn't it a Z? It was a Z, Z7. Z something? But the R5 was available like that day. And I remember just being like, let's freaking do this. I've always heard great things about Canon. And it let's was, go. Yeah, mirrorless, full frame. Mm -hmm. It was like the Mercedes Benz of, or the Rolls Royce of cameras. They at said the, time. the Ferrari. I don't know. They yeah. also, I think it's because their building's red. That's why. <laughs> um, but so, because we, and we're probably going to start some sort of culture war between the Nikon and the Canon fanboys. But, but they're both great. Yeah, they no, really they're are. Great. But the, we, because we definitely tried to, uh, we tried to calibrate that Sigma lens. Uh, we tried to make sure, like, we definitely gave Na uh, Nikon a, you know, a, co shot. a college try. You know, put it through the ringer, but just like it couldn't keep up, like it wasn't fast enough with the autofocus, and uh, so we we went back, uh, and we tried. Do we do? Because we were gonna try trading it in, but they're like, yeah, you're not gonna get anything back for it. Yeah, you'd be better off trying to just sell it cash. And so we literally bought a whole new setup. Uh, so then we had two cameras at one point, you know, and we were having to recoup the cost, which we did. Thank God. Um, I would have felt we had so one bad. Guy, we had one guy just show up to our door and try the lens out on his own body. And he's like, yeah, I'll take it. And just like, we got super lucky uh, selling those parts. Um, but we sold the camera. And then you've been shooting with the R5 uh, this whole time. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, I'm not uh, a uh, photography person per se. But, you know, I know some in and outs. And I know the the whole, like, it has this electronic shutter. It's so fancy. It is very nice, but it has this like electronic shutter. Whereas, like as long as you hold the button, it'll take just hundreds of photos, and it's wicked fast. Twenty and, frames per second, and it just blasts out all these photos. And you know, it's just it is such a cool thing. And on top of that, uh, we got uh, your astrophotography the um, lens lens to uh, do those night shots. That you can oh, actually, it's probably a good time to plug this. You can go to uh, my wife's Instagram, which is uh, Emerald underscore Waters underscore Photography. Yep. Um, or if you just if you just go to uh, Instagram and you know search Emerald Waters Photography, uh, all her stuff's on there. And um, I need to explain the name too because a lot of people ask me uh, Emerald Waters. Uh, Probably another reason that I named my Instagram this is because when we were on our first whale watching tour, we went through Deception Pass, and those waters were so emerald green. Yeah, it was wild. I would sell my left kidney in a heartbeat to photograph the orcas going through there. It is unbelievable. It's so beautiful there. It doesn't even look real. Yeah, there's actually, I mean, there's a whole state park in Deception Pass because it's so, 
it's i mean the bridge is pretty janky but it's very very nice there and there's people always kayaking there it's just very it's hard to explain you have to see it like it's very green and I don't know why it's green, but it's very green. I didn't realize that this podcast was going to be so much of a, like, here's the precursor story, because I thought this was going to be more about the adventures. So we're probably going to have to do a part two. Well, I was just, I didn't want these people to be like, oh, yeah, like, I like to give them some backstory to why we yeah. got to where we got. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, our children will be home soon. Uh, so maybe we need to have a cliffhanger. Yeah, so we're definitely going to have to do part two because I can definitely see our children walking home right now. Already? I'm pretty sure that's Oh, them. my gosh. So, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's the uh, that's the preamble. So we've always been to, into photography. Oh, it's not them. Okay. Okay, JK. But uh, let's, let's do a wrap-up. So we've always been into photography, though. Um, it hasn't been just some random hobby you picked up, but like you said, wildlife is easier to photo than people because your artistic, your artistic view versus, um, what they see can be uh, separate. So it's, it is hard to photograph people, but so you've always had a, a thing for photography. You've always, um, enjoyed it, but at the same time, uh, trees and owls and, uh, orcas are easier to photo than, uh, photograph than people. So we've always had a thing, and this is where we're at, I guess. We've gotten to the end of the preamble. We're going to, I guess the next podcast, we will talk about... The adventures uh, and the mishaps. All the adventures of just just the last uh, couple years, not... uh, I would even say six months. Yeah, there's been a lot of chaos. And he's, (laughs) you know, trying to get these specific shots and using all these apps to make things happen. And just like, so the next episode will be more of a story time of all our uh, shenanigans. But yeah, we're, if you've got any uh, comments, questions, or concerns, you can you can post on manthemanipulator.com. You can leave a comment on Spotify. I guess you can leave comments. Uh, I can post questions on the Spotify post. So you can actually like leave feedback. Um, so I'll leave a, a question, a Q&A. And Spotify, so you, we can uh, get some sort of dialogue going. But the next episode will definitely be more just shenan- fo- photography shenanigans. I promise it's worth sticking around. It's going to be a lot better than the history of photography with us. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the background of uh, our photographing. Um, I think that's it. You got anything else? That's it. Em- Emerald Waters Photography. Emerald underscore waters. Wait. Emerald underscore, underscore. waters underscore photography yep. on Instagram. Uh, I will also put a link at manmanipulator.com. So just go to my website. Check all the links, posts. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And again, if you got any feedback, whether you're a, you love Nikon, you hate Canon, you love Canon, whichever, uh, you know, I love the uh, the banter. So Log on, leave us a comment, leave us a review, and uh, we will have some stories coming up soon. Peace.